Hello, and welcome back to the 19th episode of the High Side News Podcast. We're back after a two-week break, and boy, do we have a lot to talk about. Uh, this week, we'll be discussing the action from the seventh round of the World Superbike Championship from Imola, and we'll also be looking at the sixth round of the BSB Championship as to play taking place this weekend at Brands Hatch. But before we get into all of that, joining me today, as normal, is the short shift news duo of Dawn and Jack Hammersley. Uh, good afternoon, Jack. How have you been? I'm good. <coughs> good. I'm good, thank you. So before we get into discussing the race and Jack, I believe congratulations is in order. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Jack is a MotoGP esports rider. And I, I don't really know much about it, Jack, but have you qualified for this year's esports event? Why don't you sort of explain a bit about how it works? Because I'm not really yeah. in the know with that. So um, there's three online time trial challenges where on each platform you have to set on one platform out three you have to set the fastest time possible. And in those three challenges, I was the fastest on Xbox all three times. And even in the last challenge, I was the fastest rider out of everyone combined. So I have ended up in the championship standings in first place, joint first place with world champion Adrian. And yeah, so I'm qualified. You have to get in the top fifteen. I did that quite I did that quite comfortably and now I'm in a two week sort of holding situation where it's just everyone's trying to get contracts signed and currently that sort of process before the season can get underway even mid August. So yeah, I know we've discussed this before, but how does it work with the, the whole contract situation? Is it the case of the, the teams in MotoGP approach you to be their esports rider? How, how does that work? Yeah, so uh, with most teams, they will email. So Dawn and they will send everybody's uh, email addresses and stuff like this to every team, and then they will look at everyone, how everyone's done in past rate, in past challenges, and maybe last season and the season before, and then uh, they'll just email the ones they they want, and then it just goes on from there, really. Um, what were the, the challenges? I sort of saw some of them, but what, what were the sort of... It's just time so first, trials, isn't that? Yeah, so the first one was Peko Bagnaia at Assen. The second one was Marit Vignales at Wet Silverstone. And the last one was Jack Miller at Austria. Right. Which one took you the sort of longest to get your head around? Or were you pretty quick to get your head around all of them? Um, well, I've... I'd say the most confident I was was the first one at Assen. The one I struggled the most at was probably the wet one at Silverstone. But the one I did the best at was uh, the Austria one, despite having a lot of struggles on the first day. So it was all a really mixed bag, but at the end of the day, I was the fastest I could be. So I can't really complain about anything. you enjoying this year's game more than last year's? or? Um, I don't really know that until I start racing. I mean, the general feeling is quite different, so I'm not too happy with some things, but I'm happy with other things. So as, as soon as I understand how the racing goes, it, it'll just go wrong from there. Well, congratulations there, mate, and good luck with uh, securing a, a contract for this year when it, mm-hmm. when it comes down to that. Um, Dawn, how, how have you been in your, in your two weeks uh, with no podcast, I guess? Fine, thank you, Luke. I went to Snetterton for the BSB and 
a track I'd not been before, but I really enjoyed it. It reminded me a little bit of Valencia because no matter where you stood, you could see different parts of the circuit. So it, it was a real, a real good circuit to go. Uh, yeah, you've been to quite a few rounds this season. I can't remember all the, the tracks off the top of my head, but where does Snetterton rank in the, the tracks you've been to so far this season? Um, I'd probably say about second or third, because obviously Alton Park's my favourite, because that's basically sort of 40 minutes up the road from where I live, and I, I always enjoy going to Donington as well. But yeah, I mean, the only thing about Snetterton, it was about a four-hour train journey, so that's the only thing, but it was a really nice track, and the weather was glorious, perhaps a little bit too warm, so but it was good. Are you heading down to Brands this weekend, or are you watching from home? No. No, watching from home this weekend, and then I think the next round will be Thruxton. You're heading down for, for Thruxton in the, the, the yeah. next round? Yeah. yeah. Very nice. So, obviously, yeah, uh, with McAdam and Mortimer, were they both at Snet, or was it just McAdam? Yes, they were both there, yeah. What's the situation this, this weekend? I haven't really looked much yet in the support classes. Are they both there again at Brands this weekend, or...? Um, for Mortimer Racing, we've just got Alexander Rowan, um, our new rider, Luke. Unfortunately, he got a wrist injury and he, uh, at the very last minute, couldn't ride at Snetterton. He was declared unfit. But he's going to be at Brands supporting the team. And uh, for Macadam Racing, all being well, Max Wadsworth's returning from injury. He's just got to have a medical. So, but fingers crossed, he should be fit. So they'll be running the two bags this weekend. That's good to hear. So hopefully they'll... Uh, both be back and both be fighting in the in the super sport class. Uh, we'll talk about them in a little bit. But first, there's been a bit of news that's come out recently from the World Superbike Paddock uh, while we, we were unable to do the podcast concerning Sam Lowe's. Well, actually, both the Lowe's twins, I think, since we last did an episode. Alex has signed to stay with Kawasaki. And Sam Lowe's has been announced that he's moving over to World Superbike with the Mark VDS racing team on board a Ducati. Uh, Jack, what what did you make of both the announcements? I know the Alex one was back at Donington Park, uh, but it had been talked that he was going to be replaced, and obviously the Sam won two World Superbike. What, what are your thoughts on the both of them? I think they're both good signings. I think it'd be interesting to see which twin will do the best. I'm thinking Sam simply because he's on a Ducati. And... But I think it'll be interesting to see how they get on. And uh, I think it's just good for the championship to have... I think it would generate quite a bit of interest to see which trim will be the fastest. Do you think potentially in a couple of years we'll see them both in the same team? Like maybe for one last year? Or do you think Alex will stay at Kawasaki till you know he retires sort of thing now? I think Alex will stay with Kawasaki for as long as he can. And then after that, I think it'll just be see where he where he goes would you like to see the the Lowe's twins in one team or do you think that's a recipe for disaster um potentially the costs might be a bit high depending on <laughs> on how they are because they, when they're on form they're actually not that bad but when things go downhill they can crash a little bit so but i think it'd be just interesting to see which twin would actually be faster over a season yeah They'll be on different spec bikes, obviously, but it'll be interesting and it'll be an own mini championship of, it, of, of its own next season. Dawn, uh, other World Superbike news. We've still not explicitly heard from Scott Redding where he's going, but he announced last night on um, 
on Instagram that he will be staying a World Superbike after speculation that he could be going to Moto America. Um, at this point, where do you think personally we'll see Scott next year? Do you still think, because I think you said before our two-week break you see him staying with BMW, do you still see him staying there or do you see him at a different manufacturer now next year? Yeah, I think he's going to stay with BMW because I really can't see where he'd go. So I think he's going to stay put. Yeah, the only other place I could see him is factory Yamaha, but I don't know if they'd take the risk on Scott when they can get someone in who's younger than him from their junior yeah. ranks. So we'll see on that. Um, he was meant to announce on Sunday and never got round to it, but uh, we'll see what goes from here with Scott. He actually didn't... We'll start with him from the weekend, actually, because he didn't have an awful weekend at, at Imola. It wasn't as good as his Donington Park weekend, where he picked up a top five finish. Um, but, you know, a tenth, a ninth, and an eighth place, so steady progression throughout the weekend. Jack, what did you make of Scott? It's obviously not as outstanding as mm. another British rider, who we'll talk about in a minute, but sort of maybe starting to show positive signs at BMW for Scott? Yeah, but I think he'd be a bit... <clears throat> God, I think he'd be a bit disappointed he wasn't actually the top BMW over the weekend because Baz who now finally seems to be getting over his injury actually did a really good job I think put that quite under the radar as well I think Baz was so but it's I think what I'm seeing here is we've had it was a really hot weekend with grip being very low I think because that's happened it sort of evened out BMW's weakness in terms of rear grip so I think that's why they're a bit more competitive than normal so I think if we're going to like really low grip tracks or really high grip tracks where their problems can be eliminated or even out, they're going to be more of the front like we saw at Donington. Yeah, you mentioned Baz as well, who beat Scott Redding in, I think it was two of the races, Baz ended up in front of in front of Scott. So he put together a great weekend. But also Garrett Gerloff's weekend started well. It fell away in the races, but in practice on the Friday, he was towards the front most of the day. Um Haslam was uh, Leon Haslam was in deputising for the injured Scott Redding, uh, the injured Tom Sykes, who had been in for the injured Michael Vandermark, who we are now expecting back at Most in two weeks' time if he passes the medical checks. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, Dawn, I'll ask you about Bradley Ray. Uh, very sort of good weekend. You could almost call it a, a breakthrough weekend for Brad. Fifteenth uh, place in race one, uh, made his drop back a little bit in the Super Bowl race to 16th and then put together an amazing ride to end the weekend and finish 6th place. What you know? What do you make of Brad's weekend? Because it was really stunning from where he has been throughout the season. Yeah, it was outstanding. And I think he said leading up to the round that the circuit he was happy with because it reminded him of a couple of BSB circuits. So I think in his mind he was feeling confident before he even got on the bike. So it was just outstanding and it was good to see when you're used to seeing somebody winning races and then they have to jump uh, ship to a different team, different championship. And, you know, you keep seeing pictures of him on his own in his little camper van. You know, he's, you know, everything he's doing is just amazing and he should be very proud of himself. Yeah, and obviously um, there are still rides available for next season. Uh, he hasn't announced where he's going yet. He's not really given many hints on where he's going. Neither is Shaky, his manager. Um but, you know, to now be 10 points ahead of Lorenzo Baldessari, 
who has done the whole season so far, whereas Brad's only doing the European rounds, it can only put him good in good stead at Yamaha in case a GRT ride comes up or something. Or I doubt they'd look at him for the factory team just yet. But if they do promote internally and Agata moves up, then there'll be a slot open for, for, for Brad to take, potentially. Um, we've discussed you know, two of the standout Brits from the weekend. Now it's time really to talk about really the standout rider from the round. And for once, it's not Alvaro Bautista, in my opinion. I'd go as far as to say Top Rack really has come out fighting this weekend after uh, winning the sprint race at Donington Park. Last time out, Jackie's come to Imola, uh, came out swinging, second in second place in the first race, and then went on to win the, the Super Bowl race and the final race of the weekend. What did you make of it? Obviously, Bautista crashed out in the final race of the weekend, but is this maybe the start of a potential late championship challenge from Top Rack, or is that, or is it too late to call it that now? I mean, it's not over, but I, I think you see the picture from Bautista. He, I think it was just a simple misjudgment from Bautista just going on the white line. That's the only reason I think it happened, the crash. But I think Top Rack did a very good weekend. He's proving he's still strong. We're getting, I think we're getting to now the tracks where these next two tracks as well, with like more tracks where Top Pop, Top Rack could get one over the Ducatis. But I think then once you pass the Magni Core spot, you're then getting to Bautista territory again. So he's got to maximise every single opportunity. And he's still yet to beat Bautista in a long race until when Bautista hasn't crashed out. So I'm sure that'll still be on his mind. That's still something for him to keep motivated. So. I guess we'll just have to wait and see, but I think Tavra did a fantastic job. Yeah, we now have, well, officially we have five races to go. May only be four, depending if Argentina gets cancelled. So there's talks that might be happening. So we might be ending the season at uh, Porto Mau, depending on what the situation is with Argentina. So yeah, with four or five five rounds to go, it'll be tight for top racks. I think Bautista still has a 70-point lead, I believe. So it's still a big margin to claw in, but he, he, he could do it, I guess, if it falls his way. Um, Dawn, got to talk about Bautista. Came out, won the first race of the weekend. Looked like it was going to be a case of Bautista dominance again throughout the weekend. Looked like it was going to be the same old Ducati Bautista winning it all, despite uh, losing 250 RPM before uh, this weekend. But a second place in the sprint race, beaten by Top Rack. Crashed out very early on in the second race. Do you think it is just, you know, a silly mistake from Bautista, or do you think twenty nineteen Bautista could start creeping in now, and maybe more mistakes could be made? No, I think it was just an unfortunate mistake. But um, there is sort of like a fine line in being confident and overconfident. So I think sometimes he's got to rein that in a little bit because he's so confident on that bike. But I think sometimes that did say, well, I can bite back, you know. So I, I don't think we'll, we'll see the 2019 version of him, but he might have had just a little bit of a wake-up call. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's a good way to put it, actually, the wake-up call. And I think he even has said himself that he was too overconfident at the start of that race. And, yeah, he sort of, yeah, he, he suffered the consequences of, being too overconfident and found himself in the gravel at a very early end to his final race of the weekend. Um, 
we'll talk about Jonathan Ray. It still yet to win a race this season. Hasn't won a race since the final round of last season. Jack still getting consistent podiums. He's still you know fighting up there towards the front. Do you see Jonathan winning a race this season if Bautista and Totrack continue the way they're going? Only if it's a mixed weather race or a wet race. I mean, he hasn't actually won a dry race since Estoril last year. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it's very strange to say that because like, it's, it's probably his biggest winless drought since like 2006 in BSB. So it's it's... It's quite strange to be saying that Ray is winless and dry in over in fourteen months now. So we just got to wait and see what the Kawasaki can bring for the future. Yeah, I I was going to ask you this actually because there's been rumours that Jonathan might break his contract with Kawasaki and maybe is looking to go to Yamaha. I, nothing solid on that. It's just Greg Haynes what he said on the the commentary. Do you think there would be any truth to? Jonathan leaving Kawasaki, or do you think he's too loyal to them at this point? I think he'll honour his contract because I can imagine he's just got to. Because, you know, Bautista might be leaving Ducati next year. Ray's contract ends next year. He might think, right, I can get on a Ducati and prove myself, or something like that. You never know. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think that's out of the, out of the, the realms of possibility you know Jonathan will want one more title I imagine before he retires I doubt he'll be be happy to go the last few years of his career without uh, uh, without a title and without winning races consistently because it's really like you said it's just not normal to see from Jonathan Ray you think about when he joined Kawasaki that was it it was Jonathan Ray dominance and since then it's sort of slowed down a bit and Kawasaki haven't brought enough for him and I mean, you hear about Pachetti Kawasaki potentially wanted to leave uh, their partnership with Kawasaki at the end of the season and move to a new manufacturer. So it's all sort of not going Kawasaki's way as recently, whereas Dawn, it's, it's all Ducati's way at the moment. It's all staying with them despite you know their loss of 250 RPM. Bautista's teammate still hasn't been announced, but Bassani's still there knocking at the door. He put together a really good weekend at Imola. A uh, little you know, crash in, in uh, qualifying could have started from pole. You know, sort of. Bassani's really coming of age at this point. Do you see him? He said himself he doesn't think he'll get the factory ride next season. Do you see him sort of being a thorn in the factory boy's sides in the near future, or or what do you see for for Bassani? Yeah, I I just keep getting a feeling that he won't get that seat. He's doing everything right. You know, and a lot of people like Carl Fogarty have been saying, he, you know, he should get the ride. But like I say, there's just so many people that, that could have it. That they're really going to, they're tight-lipped about it at the moment. So, but I just think Nicole Bougalet, I think for me, I, I can see him on it next year. Yeah, because they have so many options. And we've yeah. talked about it before, but Yanone's throwing his name into the ring now. And they've got Bouliger. They've got Yanone who wants to ride because his ban ends at the end of the year. They've got Bassani. They've got Ronaldi still to play somewhere. They've got um, Petrucci as well. They've still got Ertel and Go11. And it seems like uh, Motor Corsa want to run two bikes next year. And and it looks like uh, Barney, Ducati or Go11, Ducati will end up running two bikes next year. So 
really there's going to be and Mark VDS are coming with Ducati so there's going to be a load of Ducatis on the grid next year Pachetti could even go to Ducati as well because they want to leave Kawasaki so it seems like <laughs> a lot of World Superbike fans who don't like the Ducati dominance are going to have to get used to it it seems because it seems like the grid's going to be taken over uh, with Ducatis and I'll ask you both about this and Dawn I'll ask you first Yanone to World Superbike what what team do you sort of see him getting into obviously we don't believe it'll be factory team. I don't see that happening at all. Um, you know, what team do you see him going to, and how well do you see him doing in the future? Yeah, um, perhaps the Go Eleven team, perhaps something like that. And I noticed he was there again last weekend. He's always he's there, so I think he's definitely going to be on the grid next year. But I don't know how he do. Apparently, he's keeping himself very bike fit. But then again, actually doing that and doing three races over a weekend is something different. So I think for definitely the first half of the season, I wouldn't really see him getting towards the podium. But who knows, sort of in the second half, it'd be very interesting to see. But I do definitely think he's going to be riding next year in World Superbikes. Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting addition if slash when it happens, it seems. Jack, what are your thoughts on Yanone to World Superbike? What team, how well do you see him doing? Because he said he is talking to teams. He doesn't know if an agreement's close to happening, but what are your thoughts on the whole Yanone saga? I think he'll go Merrick Corsa or Barney. Depends, uh, I don't know what the what it will come down to between the two, but I think that's those are the two that most likely will go with. Um, given his talent, if because he, he seems to have kept riding and if he stayed quite sharp... I can easily see him being a podium contender week in, week out. Okay, yeah, no, that is, that is interesting. Do you think um, if Bautista continues and Ducati's dominance continues, do you see Yanone being a championship challenger after a two years, say, in World Superbikes, or do you think maybe not that far? Once Bautista's out, I mean, you have to see who replaces him, and then you have to wait and see how good Top Rock on the BMW is, where Ray is. How good Kawasaki are at that point, how good Yamaha or whoever top rights replacement will be. You have to weigh all these things. But I would say, you know, if he if he's a rider that can stay on the bike and he can prove his talent, he could definitely be a championship contender if he puts it all together. Yeah, do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you there actually. I I thought about Yunone a lot with you know, him being in the paddock a lot and I think he looks seems determined to be back, obviously. If, if he didn't really, you know, he hasn't obviously fallen out of love with the sport. He's determined to, to come back. It's just whether his mindset can focus on racing. So, I know towards the end of his Grand Prix career, he started focusing more on his modelling career and being a brand ambassador more, which sort of let his results slip a bit. And obviously, he moved to Aprilia, and that wasn't great the year he was there. Um, but no, he'll be a great addition for World Superbike, I think. You know, another talented ex MotoGP rider coming over. So, We'll see how that goes. And obviously with talk of Digi Antonio coming over and maybe more Bedelli. So it, it could be interesting to see what happens on that front. Uh, but back to the, the racing from this weekend. Um, Locatelli is one that we should probably talk about. Another good weekend for, for Locatelli after an awful time at Donington Park. Jack, you know, he's going to be Yamaha's potential main man next season. Uh, a fourth place, a third place and a fourth place this weekend. Obviously, consistency there with Locatelli, still yet to win a race. Um, 
would you see with him after this weekend and going into, you know, potentially being the Yamaha Championship challenger? Are you expecting more from Locatelli at this point? I think compared to last season, he's doing exactly what he should be doing. I mean, essentially, he's like the Ronaldo or Lowe's of, of Yamaha at the moment. So he's not expected to be Toprak, but he does see, he's definitely closed the gap a lot to Toprak. When he's, when he's in full confidence with the bike, he can definitely ride within a few attempts, with a couple of attempts of Toprak, which is quite impressive. So I think it'll just, he's got to make another step. I'm not sure how much he can improve, but he seems, to, if he can ride the way he's riding in Super Sport, uh, you know, you never know. But I think he's, He's still got some room for improvement. Yeah, there is definitely still... I mean, the, the talent seems like it's there as well with Locatelli. It's the same with uh, Bassani as well. They both seem to have bags of talent available to them. It's just whether they can they can put it together and actually put it together in, in race weekends. Um, Dawn, speaking of you know talent and putting it together, Honda are still having an awful time this season in World Superbike. Wasn't great at Donington Park. Wasn't great at Imola for either of their riders. I don't even, you know, it's, it's at the point now of the season where you barely see Hondas getting uh, TV coverage. And I'm just quickly looking to see how well they did. And I think their best result was a 10th place, which was La Quona. You know, do you think either of them are at risk of losing their rides? Or do you think either of them would be looking elsewhere? What, what are your thoughts at the moment with the whole silly season going on? Yeah, I think possibly both the riders might be looking elsewhere at the moment. It's just not developing in the right way. And they haven't spoke to Leon Camier either because, you know, you'd think they'd try and perhaps get a bit of an interview with him to see what was going on. But I never saw any sight of him over the weekend. But very disappointing two rounds. You know, they have shown flashes of brilliance. And to me, it's it's like one week Laquona will be really good, the next round will be Bihere. So, yeah, there's, there's something... Definitely not right there for Honda. Yeah, tenth and thirteenth in the championship, and obviously you've got the whole situation with the Petronas MIE squad and both Super Sport and Super Bikes, where they're both not performing. Um, but yeah, it's just a whole with Honda across the board. It's just a whole issue, it seems. Um, actually, speaking about Laquona, and uh, saying about where he could be next season, he is supposed to be replacing Rins in the LCR squad at. Silverstone, because apparently Rins will not be fit enough for to, to ride then. And from what I have uh, been reading, uh, I can't remember what site it was that reported it first, um, but apparently Honda are looking at lining Lequona up for a MotoGP return full-time if Rins leaves for Yamaha. So, Jack, what, what are your thoughts? Would you like to see Lequona back in MotoGP replacing Rins? Sort of, what, what's the whole sort of well, I don't really know, really. Um, I mean, he's, we know he's talented. It's just, um, it's just a Honda. <laughs> so yeah. it's uh... that's not going to show Casey's potential, is it? <laughs> no, yeah, it, and even Rins to Yamaha as well. It's a whole thing of a bike's not great, sort of thing. And you know, you hear Mir wants to leave as well, potentially to Grassini. So we're at the point, and Marquez might want out. So we're at the point next season, Dawn, where we could have just Taka on a Honda. Yeah. He seems like the only man who's not complaining about how the season's going. Uh, Rins is saying, obviously, he hasn't been given the newest technology yet from Honda. So 
Do you think we could see Honda in a situation where they literally only have one rider contracted for next season? Yeah, possibly. I mean, it's crazy because you think like sort of three or four or five years ago, people had been like knocking down the doors to get in and get a Honda ride. But just how the wheels have turned and everything's changed for them. Yes. You know, technically the worst bike on the grid, followed by Yamaha. And who'd have thought that as well? Yeah, it's the, the mighty HRC and mighty Yamaha have really fallen off. And it's the age of the European manufacturers now, it seems. And yeah, it brings in the question of do Honda just need to go for young talent? I was going to say, should Jake Dixon try and get a ride there? But I don't really want to see Jake on a Honda. No. <laughs> if, if I wanted Jake anywhere in MotoGP, which he says he wants to be, I, I don't want to see him on a Honda. It just looks like it would be bad news for him. Um, but yeah, it's just a whole issue, really, at the moment. And maybe things get sorted out. They've got the Suzuka 8 hour coming up. So I see them doing well there. They always do well there. Um, but no, yeah, Jack, what are your thoughts on sort of the whole thing of Honda maybe not having riders in MotoGP next year? Do you see them pulling out potentially in the future or do you think they won't follow Suzuki's footsteps? No, I think they'll keep going. They'll. I'm still not sure like, if there's going to be any proper technical regulations when the biofuels have to come in because it could easily be they might want to change things up in some way so you might as well stay for there but I know knowing Honda they will be determined to try and win again because they they're like a winning machine and they, they don't take losing very well so I'm sure they'll be determined as ever to get back that championship do you think Honda and Yamaha should be given concessions in MotoGP now to bring them back on track? What are your thoughts on that sort of talk going around? If they qualify for concessions, yes. If they don't, then no. Because I know it's like, it's like what, six, you have to score six concession points mm. to not get concessions at the moment. Honda on three and Yamaha are on one. Yeah. So if, you know, if Quattararo doesn't win, or you know, if Quattararo doesn't get podiums and Honda don't get podiums, or you know, you know, Yamaha or Honda don't get wins or anything in the second half of the season, then sure, they should be that. But if they get a couple of wins here and there out of nowhere, then no. No, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good way to put it because I've seen a lot of people saying Honda and Yamaha don't deserve it because of their history. But at the end of the day, that was then and this is now. Like, there was a time when uh, KTM, Aprilia, and Ducati have all struggled in. MotoGP and they've been given concessions and they've been helped on and now they're, they're where they are today, fighting for podiums and in Ducati and KTM's cases to fight for wins um, so yeah, Honda and Yamaha I strongly believe should be given concessions, uh, we don't want them leaving the championship, we want the championship to be as strong as it can be and it would be a shame to lose HRC and Yamaha from MotoGP in the future so hopefully Dorna will do the right thing and give them what you know not what they deserve but what they need help wise to stay um yeah after our little tangent over to MotoGP uh, we'll briefly talk about Supersport and honestly Dawn Stefano Manzi he looked like a man with a point to prove at, um at Imola what you know what were your thoughts it was a solid weekend all round maybe took a bit of a risk in race one on his manoeuvre with Caracasulo um was surprised he didn't get penalised himself so you know 
do you reckon now he's at this sort of second half of the season just gonna go go for it and take all the risks possible yes definitely and you could tell the way he was riding that bike he's gonna push it to the limit because that's what he's got to do he can't do anything else you know you can't just sit back and let Nicole just go away with it now but yeah I was very surprised he didn't get a penalty for that maneuver so he's very lucky there <laughs> yeah it was it was I felt quite bad for Caracasulo because he'd been doing well in the practice and then that sort of seemed to knock him for the rest of the, the weekend um but no yeah it was a very odd interview as well also after with James Tosland when he was just straight up like yeah should have been penalized and just he just seems like a bit of a an odd character and I think Ten Carter was sort of losing faith in Manzi earlier on in the season when you see them in the garage and you see their reactions to him so I think this is coming at a good time really for for Manzi to secure a, a ride for next season especially um, Jack Bulligal was still there though he's still damaged limitation throughout the races uh, third and second place still just as consistent as ever do you think Manzi can challenge him at the second half of the season or do you think he's got too much of a lead now a bit like Bautista and it's not over it's 40 something points now I think yeah something like that so, you know Belega has a, a DNF because you know he's yet to DNF by himself he's only DNF with a technical problem so I think if if he stays the way he's going and it's very hard to beat that consistency because he's only finished one race off the podium so far so I'm um, it's going to be very difficult to beat this kind of consistency but if if Manzi can take the form of Agatha and just start winning everywhere then it's it can be done yeah obviously we still have the uh the MVs as well at a challenge and still Scrotter's still putting his name in there still yet to win a race after our, our chat from uh, probably over a month ago now where we said he hasn't won a race in anything and still hasn't hoping he can because he's still putting together strong results um he didn't seem too happy after the the Imola weekend despite you know doing well in um uh, race one obviously fell off a bit in, in race two but you know I guess on the British side of things, there's still not a lot to shout about. To Booth Amos did well at Donington, and that's one thing like that we haven't brought up yet. Uh, he put together some really good results there, and you know, sort of did well, but then did okay at Imola, got an eighth place finish. But when you look at the McPhees, the Mackenzies, um, True Love. It's just not going well. Dawn, do you see it getting any better for those three names throughout the season at all? Or do you think this is sort of what we're going to expect from them now? No, I can't see the situation changing at all. It's a shame because you don't even know that Taron's in them races. You never see him. Unfortunately, the only way you get to hear true love is normally because he's having a DNF or a technical. Certainly isn't sort of comparing to Thule, is he? So... And McPhee showed a little flash of brilliance. He did get sort of a bit higher up sort of thing, but you're not seeing any of them on track. And You know, it's a shame, really. I really don't know what they're going to do next season. Yeah, I'm just having a quick look in the championship. Uh, Reese Irwin, I, I did want to mention as well, after his wild card at Donington, picked up a point, and he's hunting for a, a World Team Sport ride next year. So hopefully he can find his way onto the grid. But when you look at Tom Famos is, is 15th, 
John McPhee 17th, and the majority of his points probably got picked up at Phillip Island in the yeah. in the wet race there, where he got a, a, a podium right back at the, the start of the season. Second. second. There was he third in that race? Or second? I thought it was second. I thought it was third. <laughs> on the podium. <laughs> he was on the podium at, at, at yeah. Phillip Island. Um, but yeah, Taron McKenzie twentieth, True Love twenty seventh. It's just not really been their their season really, and it's like you said, I don't know whether they'll be able to stay on the grid next season, and if they can't, what do they do? Come back to British Superbikes? Sort of, yeah. Do you see Taron coming back to British Superbikes next year? Maybe. Would you? Um, I'd say you probably wouldn't want to. Yeah. Now he's actually made that move. I think it'd be a bit you know, swallow a bit of a gulp for him to come back. It'd be great if he did, but I can't see him wanting to, but he's surely got to get a better ride. If you were Taron, would you just be knocking on the door of every Yamaha Supersport team asking for a ride next year, sort of trying to plead your case? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'd keep showing the videos of what I used to do at BSB. <laughs> this is what I'm capable on a good bike. <laughs> That's the thing. We know he's capable of a good point. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Hopefully, you can find a way. I just don't know how I see it going for John McPhee and True Love yet. And Bufamos looks solid to stay, I think. I think we'll definitely yeah. be Bufamos there again next year. He's proved himself. Um, but yeah, it's just a whole sort of bad situation for the Brits in World Super Sport. It's not going great. Whereas Bradley Ray's proved himself in Superbikes now. But anyway, we'll, we'll talk about British Superbikes coming up this weekend. Brands Hatch. Um, it's really shaping up to be a, another good event, and we say that going into every round, and it is true, really. That you know, you, you look at the championship, and the thing that I complained about the start was the change of the point system, and it took me a while to get my head around that. But it has brought the racing closer, despite Tommy Bridewell now having a 25 point lead after doing something that you know he haven't done before a triple race win at, at Snetterton Jack you know it was a, a bit ago now with, with Snetterton but what did you think of, of Tommy and how his season's going and what did you see from this weekend at, at Brands yeah I think it's the most apart from qualifying it went completely perfect in every single well he needed knocked off for a bar that was a bit of a close one in race one but apart from that I think for Tommy it went anything that could have gone right did go right I would have been interested to see how we would have fared in race two had there not been the red flag. But uh, I think it was a very strong performance and um, he's really stepped his authority on this championship. He's now over a race, well, not a brand's end of the season's length gap yet, but he has got the current... Max, he will lead the championship at least after race one at Brands Hatch. So he's doing a very solid job at the moment. Um, yeah, I mean, this is surely his best chance to, to win a title in his career. Surely that's been the, the thing since the start. Um, do you think that the way he's going, it looks like a different Tommy Bridewell almost on this bike? Yeah, I think he just believes in himself a bit more and he's trusting himself to do moves more and stuff like that. So I think Brands, I'm trying to think, Brands, I think he'll be strong. Uh, Fruxton usually is his weak point. So we'll see. I think that will be damage, damage limitation for him. And then after that, I think he can do well at all the remaining races. So I think it was 
depend on crashes and technicals and to see what happens with everyone else. Yeah, the way it's going, I can see this being definitely Tommy's year as such in, in British Superbikes. Um, Dawn, obviously, you know, it, it's, it's all sort of Tommy's way, but obviously his teammate's still there, Glenn Irwin, he's keeping him honest. Um, do you think, obviously, Brands is another place Glenn's gone well. Do you think this is a weekend that's almost pivotal for, for Glenn to sort of get his championship challenge back on track? Yeah, definitely. He's going to have to, like you say, beat his teammate um, do what he can. Definitely, he's, he's got to do something. He's got to get, a, a, you know, at least one race win this weekend. But it'd be interesting to see which which of the two come out on top. I think it will be a PBM fight for the rest of the year yeah. now, which is good. But obviously, I would like, you know, Kyle Ride and Brooks and Haslam to still be involved in in this uh, in this championship. Who I think were actually our three picks for the championship at the start of the year. I think we went down that route. I can't remember exactly, but you know the the PBM boys have turned it around this year. And fair play to Paul Bird; they've done everything right this year. And like you said, I think after Snetterton, he's just sort of got the the morale back in the team, and it's sort of just all going their way. And the Ducati's working, and fingers crossed. Um, Jack, the Yamaha's gone well around brands before. Do you think Kai? I don't. I'm not. Can't really remember how Kyle goes around Brands Hatch as such, but do you think this could be, you know, almost a? It's like we said with with Glenn. Do you think this could be a crucial weekend for Kyle after a really poor performance at Snetterton? Yes, but unfortunately, Brands and Kyle Ride in the Superbike class have never been a good mix. So, I think it'll be. I think he's going to have to just try and get top fives. If he can get a podium, I think that'll be a solid result for him. But I can't see this being Kyle's strongest ride and as for O'Halloran he has won here every single year since 2020 so you'd think he'd be in the fight to win here but just, you know, it just depends on how strong the, the Catties are and the BMWs are Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting what you say about it actually, I'm glad you brought up BMW there because just before this I was writing a bit about Peter Hickman and I really don't know what's happened to Peter since he's come back from the Isle of Man. We all sort of thought it was a bit of a TT Blue sort of situation of coming back after a long two weeks of riding. But Jack, it's just not improved for Peter since. And Snetterton was awful. <laughs> it was a complete write-off for, for Peter compared to his teammate Brooks. Do you think he'll be glad that he's got a contract now signed for, for next season? Yeah, it's definitely some, a weight off his shoulders for sure. And he the problem is... He said after Snetterton, the problem he's got is he doesn't actually know what the problem is. Yeah. And he's looking at Josh and, you know, Josh is going two seconds faster than him. So he knows what the bike's capable of, but he has no idea why he can't get him, get even within a second of him. So I think brand to be important because, you know, we can't go a third round riding round outside the top 15 and he won there the last time they went. So it's sort of a... A big ass, but I mean, Josh, I can tell you my favourite for this weekend is Josh, given his track record at Brands, and now it seems like the FHO BMW have made that step back up towards the front. So I think it's going to be crucial for Hickman to look at what Josh is doing around Brands to try and get himself back up the front. Yeah, because um, he's aiming for top 10s this weekend, is what he said in his, his press release before this weekend. Um, so really not an ambitious round for for uh, Hickman, despite doing well around there. Like you said, yeah, 
Brooks has a mega record around Brands Hatch. I think it's 19 wins he's got around there in his career in British e-bikes. So he will definitely be up there fighting. But really the BMWs other than Haslam and um, Brooks are having an awful season. And it's just weird how those two are making it work. Whereas the others who have been on BMWs longer are struggling to make it work now. Almost like the new boys are taking over. Um, but one ex-BMW rider who really is doing well in his new team, Ryan Vickers. Dawn, he went to his home round last time out of Snetterton. He didn't finish race one. But he's really on some, some good form now. Do you see that carrying over to Brands Hatch this weekend? Yes, because I did. I wasn't too sure if it would carry over to Snetterton, but he proved me wrong, and he had, you know, had a really good round. Yeah, I think he's found his form now, and he must be really happy and settled in the team. And you know, perhaps he's definitely hoping they'll keep him again next year. So if he, but I think if he keeps on doing what he's doing, then I think he could find himself being signed yeah. up again by OMG. But no, he's he's doing really well. I remember when I found out. The Vickers is going to be riding for them this season. And, you know, Vickers has done well in the past. It was just purely the the whole time of BMW wasn't great and he just never gelled with that team, it seems. I was a bit shocked that OMG were going to take a really a punt on Vickers and it seemed a bit almost like a, well, we have no other option at the time, but maybe it was actually a good call from them to, mm-hmm. to go for Vickers. And do you think he'll be disappointed that he didn't get a podium at Snetterton? Yeah, with it being his home round, he, he would have been. But I'm sure he's happy with his performance and he knows he can only get stronger now. Yeah, I'm just looking um where he actually did end up finishing ninth and a fourth. So, yeah, just off at the podium in a yeah. battle with Haslam, I think, in the final race, if I remember it right. And hopefully things will pick up for him and the, you know another podium this season will be great for him. And surely if things line up right towards the end of the season, a race win isn't far away for Ryan in the next you know if not the end of the season towards next season if he stays with OMG um but no yeah it's gonna be interesting this weekend at Brands I don't really know which way I'm gonna see it going and obviously another ride Jack that made his appearance with the McCams Yamaha team at Snetterton Tita Rabat he had a solid weekend after really being written off before it even began uh, qualified on the front row, picked up points in every race. Do you see Tito potentially completing the year with McCams? Because I think from the last I saw, he was just doing Snetterton and Brands with them. I've no idea. Because um, you will have rounds that, for Tom Famous, he's going to have rounds that will clash with World and British, so it would be the same with Tito. So I'd imagine they'll just continue for his for this weekend and then see if anyone else wants the ride. But I won't be surprised if they kept him on for the whole season just for the sake of continuity and stuff like that, but I don't know. Were you impressed with him at Stetterton when he sort of came out and was immediately fast? Yeah, I mean, he did. It's sort of went how I expected it. I did not expect him to get on the front row, but I think they did a very smart tactic of letting Tito hang on to the back of Jace and dragged him up to the front row, and then Howley, he was holding his own in terms of race rhythm and pace in race one. Unfortunately, he went back to sort of where he probably, his pace was in general in race two and three. But I think, given it was his first weekend back on a BSB bike around a track he doesn't know, I think it was quite an impressive performance to be fine inside the top ten. Yeah, I think, yeah, and he's going to attract 
brands where he's done a track day on an R1 now and potentially could see some more points picked up and that it would be nice for Tito, especially after his last appearance in British Superbike with um, Tag Honda, which really was a write-off at Fruxton last year. It wasn't great. He did Cadwell as well last year, which also wasn't great for him. But, you know, it's it's starting to pull together now from the cams since um, Tim Neve had to think of the right the right twin there that uh, dropped out from their team. Um, Franco Dawn as well is staying with Honda Racing UK this weekend. Dawn, he had a decent first showing in British Superbikes last time out of Snetterton. Um, do you think maybe a point this season, uh, this season, this weekend could be realistic for Franco? Yes, definitely I do, yeah. I think, he, like you say, he, he did everything he should have done in the previous round and he'll feel his way around a bit more on the superbike than the, you know, the super stop than what he's used to. So, yeah, I could see him getting a point. Yeah, he goes well at Brands. He's picked up wins there, I think, in the Talent Cup and yeah. Junior Superstock. So, you know, it could be interesting to see. And is thinking about Honda, is David Todd taking part this weekend? Yes, yes he is, yeah, because he's been missing for quite a while. But, yeah, mm. I've seen on social media that he was going there. So it would be interesting to see what he does. Yeah, because it's just sort of, after the TT, they just sort of disappeared from the British Superbike scene. And, I, you know, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. It could be anything, you know, between the team and the rider or just, just anything really, maybe financial. I'm, I'm, that could be anything. But it was just interesting that they weren't there at Snesterton. Um, Dawn, I'll ask you briefly, you know, ahead of this weekend, the teams that you work for uh, in the Supersport and the Talent Cup class. You know, sort of what are, um, I was going to say expectations, but what are the sort of, going into this weekend, what's sort of uh, wanted from the team, I guess? And what do you think, you know, you could see from Tom and uh, Alex in Talent Cup? Well, Alex Rowan, um, it's Snetterton in race two. He rode the race of his life. Conditions were tricky because it just started raining as they started. And he ended up with a sixth place, but he battled all the way through. And, you know, when he come back into the awning, we were all like hugging him and everything because he rode so well and he's really coming into his own now. So hopefully, I'm really hoping he can build on that momentum and perhaps, you know, perhaps get a, a fourth place and edging onto the page and that would just be amazing. So um, Tom, um, he's fifth in the championship at the moment, didn't get on the podium in the last round. And it, it's just a funny championship at the moment, this, the British Super Sport. But he, he, I think he needs to win a race this weekend. And he has raced around brands. It's a good, familiar track for him. Uh, I believe his family's coming over from Australia as well. So hopefully that won't be the pressure that he needs, or it could be the boost, perhaps a little thing that he needs. So definitely hoping and fighting for a win for Tom this weekend, definitely. Up him in the championship. Yeah, really sort of... He has been impressive, obviously, this season when you you know you watch it, and he's like you said, I didn't know he'd been to Brands before, so that'll be hopefully interesting, and maybe his family will be what he needs to to get up there, and it would be good to see him uh, fighting at the fighting at the front for obviously McAdams. Um, with Max coming back this weekend, you said sort of any idea what 
he'll be hoping for, or do you reckon he'll just be looking to get back to being bike fit again? Because he was sort of impressive in the rounds that he'd done so far. Yeah, isn't... He, he's been doing a bit of training as well, so I, I would guess he'd slot back in and hopefully just get inside the top 10. Yeah, I, I don't think just missing a couple of rounds for Max will hinder him too much. Yeah, because he really was a good late addition, really, for the team, actually, from what he, he was doing, and he was picking up consistent points. So hopefully he'll be back fighting again soon at a, a good level. Um, Definitely. Obviously, we've got to talk about our predictions for this weekend with BSB. Didn't go great for World Superbikes <laughs> last time. We did sort of put in our chat how we thought we'd, they'd do. Um, I said... Bautista, Bassani, Bautista. I think you both went Bautista for a whole weekend. Yeah. yeah. So none of us did well there. We all got the first race, so that was <laughs> something. Um, but, Brad, but BSB, how do we normally do this? We normally just do our rider of the round, don't we? Because yeah. BSB is just impossible to guess at the moment, it seems. Um, Jack, who are you going for this time out? Because normally you give me a list of about nine names to... I've got. I'm feeling very confident with this. I'm thinking Brooks. Brooks is your. I know, and I know he's tied with Shake, who's the most wins at Brands, and I know he's. If he, I know Shakey's last season, he said he he was always worried about Josh beating that record, but then obviously his form changed, and he became less nervous. But I reckon this year he might be a bit more nervous. <laughs> I think that record's gonna go Brooks's way this weekend. To be honest, Dawn, who are you? Thinking will be rider at around this weekend in British Superbikes. I have to Jack, uh, agree with Jack. I'm going Josh Brooks. Both gone Brooks. Um, I'm gonna go on. F- uh, I was gonna say I'm gonna go on form and go Tommy, but I'm gonna go Glenn Irwin as the man I think is gonna go and pick up some very good results this weekend on the Ducati. He knows he needs to, and they will be wanted to fight back after a poor time at Snetterton, but not where he would have wanted to be at, at Snetterton. Um, just trying to think if there's anything else that's happening this weekend. Oh, and there's obviously going to be the 500 bikes out on track for their little parade lap or whatever they're doing with Hopkins, McKenzie and Momola, which should be interesting for anyone who's actually going down there for it. Um but no, yeah, BSB's still putting together some good racing. It's still showing that everyone's fighting up there. And do we think there'll be any surprise sort of riders this weekend at Brands, Jack? you think there'll be anyone out of the ordinary up there? Uh, I'm thinking like Nesbitt, who did well there last year. on. Yeah, you could have Nesbitt. I don't think there'll be any... One who will be like, oh, they're fine. they've got a podium. It, 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 Sunday's meant to be wet, so right. you could have um, rate, you know, riders like that. Yeah. Storm, Storm's usually not that good at brands, but if it's wet, I might equal it out for mm-hmm. him. So if it's a wet race, I'll go Storm. But apart from that, I can't see any big surprise riders getting podiums or fighting for podiums. Dawn, are you of the same mindset that maybe people like Storm and Nesbitt could find their way out there more? Yeah, and I'm expecting Haslam to be on the podium. Mm. I think he'll mm. continue his form when he's pretty no. good. No. no. You don't no. think no. No, po- no podium for Haslam? No. Because it's always been his bogey truck. 
True, yes. Yeah. He's, only, he's only one there where the situation has sort of favoured it towards him. He's always struggled there yeah. for whatever reason. Mm. It might change this weekend. Mm. <laughs> Maybe. I was going to say Christian, but I don't think he goes too well around there because he had a decent show and it's not. He's not where his last win came from. Yeah. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he did all right at Snetton, actually. It could maybe finally click with Moto Rapido because it's not been a great year so far for Christian, as much as it pains me to say it. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, the Kawasaki still haven't got to grips really yet, but Max Cook's coming on with them and he's starting to show good promise now. Um, Liam Delves has left the Rapid CDH Kawasaki squad. He's going to be with Tag Honda this weekend, replacing Hector Barbara, who I didn't even know was injured, but apparently is. Um, so it, a bit of a, a shuffle this weekend. Maybe some riders will find their way up to the front. Who knows? Um, still got a while till MotoGP's back with the British Grand Prix. That'll be the return for that in early August. Um, but no, yeah, I think this seems like a, a, a natural place to end our return to the High Side News podcast. Thank you very much, both of you, for, for joining me. Make sure you check out all of our social medias and the High Side News social media. And until next week, goodbye.